if they're willing to set the precedent that they can and will and are taking children from their parents for something that the majority of Americans don't agree with and putting them in foster care, which they either know or should know is riddled with abuse, then what are they going to take your kids for next? This is the Illegitimate Scholar Podcast, where we think that our culture is in crisis and don't trust the woke universities and authoritarian governments to give us the solution. I'm Sam, USMC vet, proud American, and lover of freedom. I quit my social studies teaching program because of the issues I had with what was being taught and what I thought it meant for the future. I'm here to make sense of this senseless world for those of you that have also decided that large institutions like schools, universities, and government might not have your best interests in mind. Today, I'm going to mainly be discussing kids being taken from their parents for the parents not affirming uh, the child's gender identity um, and what that means for our culture. I'm going to talk about how Americans feel about public schools, how Americans feel about gender ideology, and about what traits make people feel differently about these things or are associated with those different things. If you take one thing away from this episode, think about the fact that there's a trend now that a lot of people accept, especially in schools, that the U.S. government can take better care of citizens' children than they can, than their own parents can. Uh, and this is a dangerous fucking idea. One in 10 K through 12 students in America experiences sexual misconduct at the hands of a public school employee. And that's usually a teacher or a coach. Um, and they get shifted from district to district. They get shifted around just like the Catholic church. The, that, that last Pope had shifted people around. But only 42% of Americans are satisfied with public education. Uh, I'm sorry, K through 12 education, which is the lowest percentage since 2000, which was right after the Columbine mass shooting. So the only thing more unpopular than public schools in 2023 is public schools in the year 2000 when parents thought that all of their kids were going to be killed by school shooters. In other episodes, I'm going to go into specifics on education and uh, like the, the details of it, uh, the specifics of the problems in schools, how teachers you know manipulate people and manipulate students and how the education colleges are... Uh, you know, all these things, all these specific things. I'm going to go into those in other episodes. But what this episode is going to be about is going to be how the American people feel about the public education system and how they respond um, because of that, how they feel about the public education system based on a few different factors. And the historical example that I'm going to use today is uh, Native American boarding schools, which I'm sure I hope most of you have heard about. But if you haven't, we're going to go into a little uh, short history of it. And I'm obviously going to use that as a jumping off point for the main point of this uh, episode. So Native American boarding schools, they didn't just, uh, well, indigenous boarding schools didn't just happen in the United States. They happened, uh, they, they happened in a lot of places. But in the U.S., uh, Canada, and Australia, there are these really systematic things where there were state officials taking children from their homes, uh, from their, their homes with traditional Native American tribes, First Nations in Canada and Aboriginals in Australia. So they were taken from their families. They, the, the Native American children were taken from their families at a rate much higher than that of the regular American population. And they were taken from their parents for the reason that their parents were not properly caring for them. But the, the problem with that is that they were often taken because they weren't being properly taken care of by the standard of Western society. So it's 
the American culture and the American society or Canadian or Australian, it's all of them, you know, these are all um, Anglo diaspora countries. They're, they're based in uh, English culture originally. Um, and they all have a lot of characteristics of that. For example, these are all English speaking countries. And the standards that they set are the standards that they had for their own people, but they applied these standards to this other culture, these sometimes very different cultures, depending on how traditional these uh, these tribes were, because they were some of them were were more or less integrated. But still, it's the standard of an outside cultural group, which is very important because the whole idea of this was assimilating uh, Native American children through taking them out of their culture and bringing them into the American culture. And they were sent to these or Canadian or Australian. And they were sent to these boarding schools that had a lot of abuse at them. Unfortunately, there was a lot of bad things done. Uh, you know, not even discounting that taking children from their parents is a bad thing. Uh, there were bad things done at these boarding schools, lots of abuse, lots of uh, future drug abuse, things like that. It's a really horrible situation. Um, so obviously the comparison here is to from Native American boarding schools to uh, to schools today. And, you know, obviously the Native American boarding schools thing was is a very, very extreme example. If you read the definition of genocide from the UN website, one of the things, and you only have to reach one of these, um, according to the UN, is that you are taking children from their parents. And this is very important because taking children from their parents and assimilating them into a different culture is one way that both cultures and people are destroyed. Because when when kids are taken from their parents, it, it separates the family line and it separates the share of knowledge that is culture. I mean, that's what culture is. Culture is um, comes from not innate characteristics that you have in your biology. It comes from what is taught. So when you take a child out from another culture and you pull it into a culture that is not their own, you are destroying the culture in that child, at least to, to a certain extent. And there's something very evil in that, and that's why it's included in the UN definition of genocide. You know, somebody's going to attack me and say that, no, it's not the same thing. You're being disrespectful because the Native American genocide thing is so worse. And, you know, yes, the Native American, uh, the Native American boarding school thing is way worse. It's very worse. It's, it's an extreme situation. But that doesn't mean that we can't find what's wrong with that extreme example and then apply that same logic to something that's less extreme but is still a practice that we should avoid in our culture. And so that practice today is basically just taking parents from their kids. Um, and also, like, yes, you know, today we would say that all the students in schools are from the American culture because, we you know, we're big melting pot, whatever you want to call it, where there's a bunch of different cultures, but they're all American cultures. So, you know, if it's white kids being taken, you know, they're just white American kids. That's their culture. But, you know, culture is not that clear cut. There's there's regional cultures. There's religious cultures. There's all these different cultures that, that matter to people. And, um, you know, I don't think we should be invalidating those cultures. So the education from public schools that the, that the U.S. government runs, essentially, U.S. government, state government. I mean, the U.S. government sets guidelines for the state governments and the towns to run their education. Um, and, and they're essentially run in a standardized way, at least some way. 
So the education from public schools serves a very specific ideology. And some people would say this ideology is a good thing. It's, you know, this ideology of wokeness that some people have a, uh, a positive opinion of. It's the ideology of like inclusion and respect for other people's religions and all these things. But at the same time, I mean, it's not always like that. Like it's not perfect. It's not a perfect it's not always inclusive. It's just they call it inclusive and they think what they're doing is inclusive. And, you know, as a lot of them really think what they're doing is inclusive. They think it's a good thing. But that doesn't mean it's not an ideology. And I think that everybody should recognize whatever their ideology is. They should recognize that they have an ideology and understand the limits of that and how that is culturally informed and how that has to do with your upbringing, your identity, all that type of thing. And also understand that you need to respect other cultures, you know, other cultures that might have different ideas. Um, and we kind of, I think most people agree on that, but they just kind of disagree on where the line is. Um, so here's how people think about public education. Uh, and what I'm going to argue here is that there is a political difference, uh, between Republicans and Democrats. And there, there are differences in opinion that result from that because of underlying value differences, which are inherently human culture. So Republicans and Democrats and different people in general they have different values, and those values are what lead to their beliefs in certain um, political and sociocultural traits. So only 42% of Republicans think that K-12 through public schools have a positive effect, and 77% of Democrats think that K-12 through schools have a positive effect. So the majority of Republicans are dissatisfied with public schools, and the majority of Democrats are satisfied with public schools. So, and it's, you know, it's not that close. It's a pretty, pretty big difference. And this is not surprising when you know that schools are pretty much run by Democrats from the top down, from the administrators all the way down to the teachers. And they'll tell you that this doesn't matter, just like I've been told that it doesn't matter that professors in the United States are largely liberal. But if you understand the value differences between these groups, you know that this means that certain views are not getting represented. Um, and, you know, th there's an evil element to this when it's it's democratically run. And, you know, it, it could be any party. It's not that it's specifically the Democrats, but certain people with certain ideas are running public schools and teaching people's kids that they know disagree with their beliefs. And they think it's their job to change the minds of the children of those parents. And, you know, I've I've been in these meetings as a teacher and I've heard what some of these people say. And they really, really believe that what they're doing is a good thing. They think that a lot of these Republicans, I've heard this said plenty of times, that a lot of these parents, and I've heard this in department meetings, whole school meetings, above all the teachers, they think a lot of the time, and in my personal experience, that what the parents teach their kids needs to be untaught in the schools. And that the kids, like, they blame, they, I've heard Parents call kids racist or teachers call kids racist. And sometimes they are. But, you know, I've heard I've heard teachers call kids racist for mild stuff that wouldn't be that shouldn't be called racism. Um, and I've heard, you know, teachers say some very incorrect things that are verifiably incorrect. But students don't challenge it. So the connection now is that schools there are several states, and there's a lot of examples of this. You can just Google this on your own. But teachers have begun to report parents to child services in whatever state they're in for not affirming 
their child's new gender identity. So in a in a public school in certain states, a child can change their gender and then their new gender, um, they can whatever that gender is, that is affirmed by all the teachers. All the teachers have to go with that new gender. They're required to. Um, I was required to do this. It's one of the reasons why I, I quit teaching because I realized that this student was getting affirmation from the all of the adults that they were interacting with in school that they were on the right path. And, you know, this was, there were a few teachers, I assume myself included, that had to keep their mouth shut because they weren't okay with it because they would just lose their job if they chose to, to say the wrong gender. Um, and I'm not necessarily saying that they shouldn't be affirming the gender identity, but, you know, it's not a case by case, case by case basis. It's every single case, the student must go by their gender, or the teacher must affirm the gender identity, even if it's against the wishes of the parent. And and that was in one of the cases that I dealt with, is that it was against the wishes of the parent. And it was very wrong, in my opinion. But both the guidance counselors and the teachers were uh, very visceral towards this parent. Um, And they they essentially uh, helped to, to split a divide between this father and his child. Um, and I was sickened to be a part of it, but the people at school, they viewed this as a positive thing. In some States, teachers are reporting parents for not affirming their child's gender identity. And then the state is in response, taking away the children and putting them in foster care because of this. So a parent is not affirming their child's new gender that they've chosen and told the teachers and the teachers start affirming whether or not they tell the parent or not. Like in the case that I described, they hadn't told the parent. And when the father found out, he was not happy, um, which I thought was completely disgusting, but no one seemed to have a problem with it. And they're being taken from their parents and put in foster care, which is not a good place. You know, there's extreme amounts of abuse in the foster care system. Um, It's not run well. Again, it's run by Democratic uh, social workers. Uh, picking on the Democrats today. Sorry, don't like the Republicans either. But um, so they're taking kids from their parents based on this ideology, this ideology that 80 percent of Republicans don't agree with. 80 percent of Republicans think that gender is determined by birth. It's only 34 percent of Democrats, still one third of Democrats, still quite a lot. But it that turns out, including independents, to be a majority of Americans disagree with the gender ideology that is being used, this this gender-affirming care, that they're changing the gender of the child. The majority of Americans disagree with this. And yet, even though the majority of Americans disagree with this, it's viewed as so serious, so decided, and such a big deal by schools and social workers in the Department of Child and Family Services in several states that they are taking children from their parents, which is one of the worst things I can think of. It's one of the top five crimes I could even imagine. And because of this, even though the majority of Americans, again, disagree with this, they're taking children from their parents. And if they're doing that based on just this one thing that the majority of Americans don't even agree with, what the fuck else are they doing? If they're willing to set the precedent that they can and will and are taking children from their parents 
for something that the majority of Americans don't agree with and putting them in foster care, which they either know or should know is riddled with abuse, then what are they going to take your kids for next? Like, where does that end? And it's based on a cultural difference. The majority of Republicans don't agree with this. Four out of five of them don't agree with this. The majority of Americans don't agree with this. It's a cultural difference between those in the public schools and those that are outside the public schools that didn't just go through 13 years of public school, four years of college, one or two years of a master's degree, and then right back into school, not experiencing life. Because that's 85, 90% of teachers there. And that's who's doing this to our children. And they can say that it's somehow better and different than taking uh, children from Native American families, but it's still based on a cultural difference. It's still based on something that is, in my opinion, unjustifiable. It's very hard to justify taking children from their parents. But at the time when Native American boarding schools were happening, it was considered a progressive idea. These were progressive left-wing people that were saying, we got to save these these poor Indian kids. These were bleeding heart liberals of the time who saw Native American children with their parents and very well-meaning, just like the teachers today. That's the point. It's not malice. They're very well-meaning. But because they are so convinced by this ideology, they are willing to take kids from their parents. That's how much, that's how invested they are in it. And they shouldn't be. And they're going to keep doing it because they think it's the right thing to do. And that shouldn't fucking happen. If they're willing to take children for something that the majority of Americans disagree with, what else are they teaching in schools? What are they teaching your kids if they're going to take your kids for something so minor? What are they telling them? I'm going to go into it in other episodes. I'm going to talk about what's being taught because I've seen some of it and it's fucking crazy. Um, yeah. Okay, so this was a fucking depressing episode. Um, kids should stay with their parents in almost all cases, all but the most extreme cases. Um, cultural differences should be just that, cultural differences. This is a country of differences. Um, this is a scary trend. I don't like it. I don't trust public schools. And honestly, uh, school choice is gaining traction. And we didn't talk about that today, but we will. Um, yeah, please join the Discord. Join the Discord in the description below. Um, join the Discord, discuss all this stuff with us. Uh, you learn more. You learn more when you actually use it. And uh, there you will find all of the sources and statistics that I used for this episode and all my episodes.